When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey hon, it's me, Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Hello, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that we do go in detail, in depth into toxic diet culture in this episode. And we do talk um, towards the end of the the episode about eating disorders uh, and disordered eating in general. Um, So if you do not want to talk about that or listen to that today, um, feel free to skip this episode and come back later or skip it entirely. You do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Um, also before this episode starts, I just wanted to give a shout out because I have a new subscriber to the podcast. Um, and I just wanted to say a thank you to Christine. Um, thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, if you want to subscribe there, you can do that on anchor. Um, or you can look in the show notes for like a one-time donation. You can Venmo me. Um, but as always, I really appreciate all of you for listening and I hope that you enjoy the show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited because I have the iconic Cheryl Spears here, and she is just freaking amazing in her crusade against Beachbody. Um, but Cheryl, you whispered to me that you have been in other MLMs too. So how did MLMs enter your life? Well, um, MLMs entered my life pretty much probably around the time that I was 23 or 24. Um, my, I was pregnant with my oldest son and, uh, I, my mom's friend was a Mary Kay consultant. And while I was pregnant, I had terrible acne. I had never had acne before in my whole entire life. And she asked me if I wanted to come over for a makeover, right? 
And I was like, sure. I mean, I'm pregnant. Why not? Like, make me feel good for a makeover. And uh, went over there to her house. She did, like, the full face makeup and then, like, actually um, told me about, like, their skin cleansers and their skin care. And uh, I my, I think my mom might have bought the, the skin cleanse or skin care for me. Because I was a, I was pregnant and I was a waitress at the time. And so my mom bought me this, I think it's like the anti-aging skincare cleanser. I don't remember what exactly it was, but, um, I, I took it home and it actually helped clear up my skin, but let me note now that I know better, right. I never really had a skincare routine. So you know, like I can't really attribute the fact of the matter that Mary Kay was what caused me to have clear skin. Right. Yeah. I, I think that happened. I mean, definitely for me too. Like I, I, I've always had really nice skin. I always kind of joke and say that's my favorite feature because it's just super yeah. clear. I very rarely break out, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. So when I started using Arbonne skincare, I was like, this is amazing. Look how nice my skin is. And I was like, I literally didn't even wash my face before. Like, I'm disgusting. (laughs) So I I don't know what to even say there. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't really remember if I, I know I signed up as a Mary Kay consultant because I'm all about a discount, right? And so I know I signed up as a Mary Kay consultant I know there was a point in time where I actually went to the dealership and was shown like what I could get like car wise for Mary Kay. If I became like a certain rank within the company. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that like I was a hundred percent bought in. I know that I probably, for me, I was a people pleaser. So I probably just went there just so that I could please the person, you know, and not hurt their feelings, right? So uh, Mary Kay didn't last very long. Uh, I think I got the kit. Literally, I was like a kit snapper, I guess, or napper, whatever they call it. Um, and then I I know I dabbled into Avon maybe for, I mean, beauty, skincare, right? And that didn't last very long. But so basically I, I was introduced into MLMs that way. Right. And I didn't really join an MLM until about my, I was pregnant with my, oh no, I had just, I had had my youngest son in 2011 and for two years I was perfectly fine with still wearing the maternity pants. Like I did not care. Right. My husband was like, you're beautiful. I love you, whatever. Like he did not care like what I look like. Um, but we went to, I think we went to Baltimore one or Washington DC and Baltimore one time when my youngest was about six months old. And I remember us like walking around DC, right? And I remember having to take breaks because I was so out of shape. And I had never really cared about being in shape. I had always just actively been in shape. Like after I had my oldest son, I was able to drop the weight really fast, right? Then I had my youngest son in my 30s and I, it didn't work that way, right? And so I remember feeling very uncomfortable um, 
while we were in DC, not because of like the way I look, just the way that I was feeling. Right. And we had to take breaks because a, I wasn't wearing comfortable shoes. I was wearing stupid flip flops and B because I was about two, I was about two fifty to two seventy um, pounds. And, you know, I had never been that big before. And so, uh, my husband, I had talked to him. I'm like, I think I want to do some type of workout. We were really broke. Like he um, had just had really bad back issues and found out that he had degenerated disc disease, could barely work. And I was the only one working. And he was, I was like, you can't afford a gym membership. Like, what do we do? So for months, he, he, we kept seeing insanity on um, the infomercial, right? From Beachbody. And he was like, I really want to try this. And I was like, we do not have enough money to buy a $200 kit because that's how much it was back then. And uh, so I just, for months and months, I just let it go. And then in 2013, when my youngest was two years old, uh, was at an appointment and the lady asked me when I was due. No, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so terrible. And at that point, um, I, it was kind of like a wake up call. Cause I was still wearing maternity clothes. Like literally I had the jeans with like the maternity belly and everything that I was wearing. I was comfortable. Right. Yeah. And at that point I was like, okay, something has to be done. Right. So I talked to my husband and he was like, we'll save up money to get like the DVDs for insanity or whatever. And then I was at work one day and I uh, was talking to a coworker and about what happened right and she was like I have the insanity dvds you can borrow them I'm not using them right and I was like oh okay so I in 2013 I went home that night it was like a Thursday I didn't wait until Monday to start right um I started the insanity dvds at 270 pounds jumping around trying to do whatever Shanti was doing on insanity and let's just take a second, talk about how that must have felt on your joints. Yes, it's bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Because there's no modifier in that program right. whatsoever. You hate Tanya Barron because she's the machine on the on the workouts and yeah. she's killing it, right? Yeah. And um, I I remember, like, I remember doing that program a full round and I remember I was doing my fitness pal, right? Tracking my calories, 1200 calories a day. Nope. Right. Nope. Yeah, I know. 1200 calories a day. And then on top of that, on days, uh, there were some days that my knees hurt so bad that I was like, I need to just go walk or run. Right. And so I started walking to and from work every single day, which was about two miles to work and two miles home. So it was around four miles a day. Wow. Um, both, so I did that every single day. And On imagine weekend, if you had just done that. Exactly. Imagine exactly. like that would have been so good for you. And right. Oh, I'm, I'm so sad for past baby Cheryl. I know. I know. I, I now I'm like poor baby Cheryl. Yeah. Right. And I didn't realize that I was already in like into like the diet culture and the mindset of Beachbody until, um, until recently, right. Um, reflecting on that. And so 
I just continue to walk, eat 1,200 calories a day, and do insanity. I lost uh, 70 pounds. No, about 80 pounds because I got under 200 pounds. And I felt amazing, right? And then, of course, you know, I'm sharing my I'm sharing my journey on 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 Facebook because I'm like, this is I'm so excited, right? And people at work are so are so excited to see me, you know, get healthy. I say that in quotation marks because I was never really healthy, right? I was sore, I was hungry, and I was doing it the wrong way, right? Um, and then some girl slid into my DMs and, you know, the hey hun message and said, you are already doing this. Have you ever thought about being a Beachbody coach? And I normally would not entertain those type of messages, but my friend, really close friend at the time, had already signed up as a Beachbody coach and was on this team. And we were going to create a team within Harrisonburg, Virginia, that would take over Harrisonburg and help everybody get healthy, right? So I, of course, signed up. I ended up signing up. Uh, I had to wait until payday because I we did one income, right? And uh, we didn't pay a utility bill because I signed up with Beachbody. I got the $180 packet with Shakeology. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did your um, upline know that you didn't pay a utility bill to sign up for Beachbody? No, I don't. I mean, I don't remember if I said anything. I probably didn't say anything to them because I was so like, I I don't want to say I was living a fake life, right? But I wasn't the type of person to disclose that we were that broke, right? Right. Um, I mean, and also like, that's your business. Like no one needs to know that for sure. But like, that's, that sucks. That sucks. Two kids. And I chose, I believe it was the electric bill. I chose a Beachbody challenge pack, which is a total solution pack now over paying the electric bill for my kids. Yeah. Because I was promised that we were going to take over Harrisonburg, Virginia, because there were no other coaches in that area, and that we were going to be able to build a successful business and make tons of money. Is this um, when Beachbody On Demand existed or before Beachbody On Demand? This was before. So you can already tell how broke I am, right? And then... So every month we were told because Beachbody On Demand did not exist, right? We had to have, we had to have a challenge group for for our customers, right? So in order to continue to have customers come in monthly, either A, they purchase a subscription to Shakeology or B, we would run a new challenge group every month with a new program. So they would have to buy a new program. Right. So I know that I had, uh, I bought personally the DVDs of insanity uh t25 21 day fix 21 day fix extreme les mills combat because that was part of each body at the time um body beast and uh shillian extreme turbo fire 
I'm pretty sure I had about 10, 10 of the programs on DVD. Wow. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. How much were those like a piece when you were? Uh, anywhere between, I'm going to say, I'm don't quote me on this. Um, I'm going to say anywhere between, because they didn't have the option for like coach prices. Yeah. But I know that when you're a coach, you couldn't purchase like a challenge pack to make it to get Shakeology and the workouts. You had to just purchase the workouts. So I'm going to say anywhere between 60 to $100 a month. Wow. On top, on top of Shakeology Monthly. I had to have Shakeology Monthly. Like that that was something I had to do right. every single month. And so that's about $100 a month. So two hundred, around $200 a month. Uh, and we're broke. Wow. That's pay to play, right? Like you got to keep buying this stuff in between the, yeah, I was so so bought in to Beachbody and being a coach that I would go to work full time and work my eight hours a day. And then I would come home and I would set up my computer uh, and I would set up like I had a, a website so people wouldn't have to go to Beachbody. I created a website. Right. And I would I would have team calls because I was an emerald. I wasn't a fake emerald. Well, I was kind of a fake emerald because my husband was always my first coach, always. So I only needed to have one other coach sign up under me. And that's that controlled account where you can have your husband sign up and control his account and filter other orders through him to make double commission, right? And this went on for about, this was 2013 to about 2015. I had team calls. I was not a diamond yet. I was close to becoming a diamond, but I ended up having a car accident. And the first thing after I had my car accident, I just wanted a cheeseburger. So that tells you like how I had basically been restricting food. Like that's what I wanted. I was like, I'm alive. I flipped my car about six, about four times. And I was like, I'm alive. So I just want a cheeseburger. And after that, I just continued eating cheeseburgers. Right. And I couldn't, I was going to physical therapy and I was trying to do beach body workouts, but there's no modifier at this point. And I hurt my shoulder. I had really bad upper like neck, back and shoulder issues from the car accident. And um, my doctor didn't even release me to do beach body workouts, but I was doing them anyways, because I could modify. I knew what I was doing. I had zero qualifications, no personal training, nothing. Yeah. All I knew was the workouts on, on these DVDs. Right. And so I came to the decision because of the car accident and then I had gotten a new job with, uh, I worked for Samsung and I was a field sales manager where I was able to, I was traveling a lot and I didn't, I wasn't able to just come home and do my beach body work quotation marks. Right. And be able to have the zoom calls and stuff. So I made the decision to quit and I, I did quit. Uh, in 2015 and I I spent about a year uh, still like doing the beach body workouts that I had on DVDs but at this point I definitely gained about 30 pounds after the car accident and um, 
which is normal. Yeah. Which is normal. Yeah. But for me, I was, I was devastated. Right. Right, And, um, I continue to still do workouts um, and, sh- and share it on social media. I just didn't, I wasn't part of, so I was a Beachbody customer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I think I still got my Shakeology. There were times that I skipped it, but I didn't feel like I needed to have it because I wasn't a coach and I wasn't, I didn't have to be a product of a product. Right. And so around 2016, um, I was approached by a coworker about It Works. Okay. And I was, she was like, I think you would be perfect uh, because you already share like your, you're really big into working out and fitness and you already share that on social media and you have a really good following. I really never had a huge following on anywhere, right? So I don't understand what they, like it was literally just, trying to pump me up right. to be able to join them. And so I said, um, she said, let me let you try this rap thing and see what happens. Uh, so she, I ordered the wraps or she sent me the wraps. I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure how all that happened, but I ended up getting the wraps and trying them and the wraps, they work the very first time because it's 100% water weight. Literally, that's what you're doing. You're supposed to drink water the entire time that you're you're wrapped or whatever. And I don't know. In my brain, I thought that I saw results instantly. And I was sold because at this point, I had worked so hard to lose over 70 pounds. Right. And now I gained 30 pounds and I was like, if I can do this and take all of these supplements, like the greens and all that stuff and lose weight and not have to stress about like what I'm eating or working out, it's a quick fix. Right. Let me, let me do this fast. And I was, I was 100% that it works girl, like 100%. I would go down. They taught us to Go into your Facebook messengers, your messages, or actually go into your Facebook friends, start at the top of the alphabet and go all the way down and send basic Hey Girl messages, happy birthday messages to connect with people on social media. And um, that's what I did. I did it until Facebook would lock me. Um, Instagram wasn't a really big thing back then. So it was really just Facebook. So Facebook would block me. I did not shy away. Like I was literally the scammiest hey girl you'll ever meet. I did not shy away from like sending, like commenting on your photos and asking you if you wanted to try a wrap. I did not shy away from posting that I had two boxes of wraps on hand. If I'm traveling from Harrisonburg to Winchester, which is like a hundred miles today, anywhere in between there, I can meet you in a parking lot. And you can buy a wrap for $25. Like I did not shy away from anything. I, I had the, the chart printed out where it showed me how I could, I was able to make money. Right. But the thing with it works is you basically have to pay to play. Okay. So their chart, I was looking for it last night and I couldn't find it. But the way that their chart is, 
is that you're on top and it shows you like, it's literally a pyramid. It shows you like what you need and how much volume you need underneath you in right. order to be able to rank up. Right. And, uh, I remember, I still can't believe I did this. I remember that I had, um, one of my uplines, my uplines, upline, upline. So like my great grandma upline, right. Message me one day and say, you're so close to hitting the thousand dollar bonus. All you need to do is buy 400 and some dollars worth of product. Oh yeah. That's, that's literally half of the, that's half the bonus. What? <laughs> oh my God. And, but like you justify it, right? Cause you're like, all right, well I spend 400, but I make 500. So I'll get that 400 back and I'll get, well, you'll get 600. Right. So it's like, and I did. it was so bad. And then I went on social media and told everybody how, how I earned a thousand dollar bonus. When I'm the one who bought half my product. Right. Oh my gosh. But like, they really, they really get you to think like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like that makes total sense. Like I'm going to make the money anyways. So like, it doesn't even matter. And I use these products. So like, and I can use some of them for giveaways or whatever. So it's yeah. like, it makes total sense when you're in your hun mindset. Right. And so I, um, and the people, so let me just say that my grandma upline, she was living the lavish lifestyle, right? Like she had like the house, um, the house at the beach and they had boats and they had, you know, expensive cars and expensive bags. And also my grandma upline, right? She was portraying the same thing. Okay. She was portraying like she had all this money, she was able to have all these like nice clothes, these nice bags, this nice car, like it works, helped her buy this car outright. Remember that part. Okay. It works, helped her buy this car outright in cash. Allegedly. Allegedly. And so then, so I was completely bought into it works, right? I was like, I'm even even my husband, who was 100% against, like, me spending money and telling me when I was in Beachbody that I was basically getting a rebate and I was spending more money than I was bringing in, he was even kind of bought in to It Works, okay? We went to a conference, and it wasn't a big conference. It was just, like, a get-together here uh, in Hampton, um, Virginia. And it was just like, you know, people going up on stage, like for their ranks and all that stuff. And my upline was able to go up on stage because she hit a big rank. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be there. We wore the green and everything. My husband even wore his green and black Boston Celtics outfit to try to, you know, help. And so while we were here, we actually became really close friends with my upline my grandma upline and my great grandma upline. And we were, I mean, we were communicating with them all the time, like having conversations with them. They were like, really, I mean, me and Leon, were going to be, my husband's name is Leon and he's okay with me using his name. Um, we were, we were, we were going to be the power couple 
He right. even bought like a whiteboard where he put it up on my wall and we mapped out our, my entire downline. And yep. I was, yep, I was going, and he knew how much, how much uh, volume I needed to be able to rank up and everything. Right. Oh my God. Yes. I, I definitely did that. I definitely did that. <laughs> yeah. For him to be involved like that or to support me like that was actually really huge because when I was in Beachbody, he would always tell me, Cheryl, you're spending more money than you're making, right? But somehow getting him to that like semi-conference type thing almost had him bought in as well. Right. And it was weird. And I was just like, let's go. So from So for a good year, I was... It was, I think I joined It Works at the later part of 2015, because in 2016, towards uh, July, I had to get shoulder surgery, and I was so excited, right? I was living up the girl boss mode. I was like, I'm going to have shoulder surgery while I'm out. I'm going to, I'm going to build up my business so I don't have to go back to my nine to five. That was my thought process. I talked about it so much. That my actual boss messaged me one day, got on the phone with me and said, Cheryl, I understand that you really want to build your own business, but you are talking way too much about downing your nine to five and it is making a bad look towards Samsung. Can you treat, please try to pull it back a little because it's making people believe that working for Samsung is so horrible And you are trying to drive people to your MLM. Wow. Yeah. And so I did pull back. And like, good for your boss. Good for your boss. I mean, like, that must have sucked in the moment. But like, good for your boss for for like saying that. Because like, it, it, it like, obviously, like, I'm so sorry, Cheryl, but obviously that is very wrong. Right. You're right. Yeah. You know, like, we shouldn't be doing that, especially at our jobs. Like it's soliciting and you're not supposed to do that at work. And so the crazy thing is, is that she also warned me of the, of my upline and my grandma upline because she had actually worked with the grandma upline and she was like, I, and I should have listened to her. Okay. Mm -hmm. She said, um, what you see is not always the reality. And I was like, and I just, you know, in my hun phase, my girl boss phase, I'm like, you know, I'll listen to her because I did respect her, right? And I and I said, but, you know, you just don't know them like I do. Right. Right. So around, so during the time that I had my shoulder surgery, we had also uh, about two weeks, we had already scheduled to come down to the beach to have a vacation because it was in July and I didn't have to take PTO because I was already going to be out because I had surgery on my shoulder. So I came down, really met my grandma upline and my upline and hung out with them the entire weekend. And they pay the grandma upline paid for everything while we were out, like drinks, everything. And so then, um, I I went home and when I got home, I was talking to my husband and I was like, I really want to move down there. Like, I think that we could really advance our business if we move down there. And he was like, we don't have the means or the funds to move right now. Just 
keep doing what you're doing. Well, while I was home from my shoulder surgery and hustling, I, so I don't know what it is. I don't know how I get, I don't know what it is that speaks to me, but something spoke to me and was like, Cheryl, do you really like being a stay at home mom? Because that's what I was portraying. Right. Right. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with people who don't want to be a stay at home mom. Right. Right. And I've never wanted to be a stay at home mom ever. I love my children, but I also am a very outgoing extrovert person who I was working for Samsung and enjoyed my job. I actually did really like my job. Right. So it was really weird that I was going on social media and portraying that the nine to five was awful. And I was working towards being a full-time stay-at-home mom when that's literally not what I wanted to do at all. Yeah. And so before I went back to Samsung um, to work because of my surgery, I realized that I did not want to be a stay-at-home mom. And I basically went online and told everybody that I was being fake about a lot of things. And I was sorry, right? Because... I enjoyed my job at Sam. Like I loved it. It's still, it's top two now. Cause I love my job now, but you know, but it's still one of my favorite things I've ever done. Yeah. And I got to meet, train and coach and motivate people to sell wireless phones. And it was fun. And so I quit. It works completely. Wow. And um, once I quit, I, I just basically, Nobody exiled me, which was weird. Yeah. Very weird. I, I kept a consistent relationship with my grandma upline. And she talked me into joining Modare. Because oh everybody from It Works switched to Modare. And then I I went to Modare because I trusted them. Oh, okay. Okay. So I see what probably happened. They were probably also starting to not want to be in It Works when you were leaving. And they were like, oh, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to leave soon. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then they went to Modare. And yep. thank God they kept you around. Yep. Because the next thing you know, Cheryl is talking about trim. That nasty plastic pudding that they try to sell you to get you. And... I literally believed that this trim stuff helped heal my shoulder. I was making medical claims. I was telling everybody on the internet that it was healing my, helping with my joint recovery, my knee issues that I had developed over the past couple years, helping with everything. So I 100% was bought in. But the funny thing is, is I didn't have to buy my kit for Modare. My grandma upline bought it for me. So it was because I wouldn't, I didn't want to join. I didn't want to join another MLM. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, I will, I'll buy you your kit. And then all you have to do is basically run the business and earn the commission. And I don't believe that I sold one thing in Modare, not one, not a one thing, but I sold everything to myself. Because I was fully hooked on the whole entire trim. Trim yeah. was my thing. I love. I, I w- 
I love the plastic tasting stuff. And it literally tastes like plastic, which is weird. But I was convinced that it was, it was healing my shoulder. Yeah. And so this was around 2017. Mind you, remember my grandma upline talking about allegedly she had bought her car yeah. with it works. So 2017, I, my husband and I, we started coming, we actually built a relationship with these people, her and her husband. We started coming down to the beach every weekend, hanging out with them every weekend that we were down here. We actually, she would, they would buy everything. Like they were loaded, right? You think they're loaded. And so then I actually got, I had talked to my husband the year before about moving down here to the beach and I got an offer from Samsung to move down here and work. Wow. So we, um, we talked about it. Really good friends with my grandma upline and her husband. She offered to let me stay at her house until we found an, an apartment or a place to live. And so we agreed to do it. So for a month I worked, um, I basically lived here and they lived about 300 miles away. The family did. And um, I started noticing some of the things that um, the grandma upline was telling me about her finances were not so true. Oh no. And I was like, uh, it all came down to, of course I had a car accident. So I ended up having a lawsuit, a settlement from the company. Um, I have no idea what just happened. That was weird. We're still recording though. So, so I had a lawsuit where I was, um, I, it was being settled and uh, she knew about everything because she was my best friend. She knew everything, right? She was my bestie. And um, she told me that I could stay at her house for free. Well, while I was staying there, I had noticed that there was an eviction notice that was put on her front door. What? And I was like, do you need help with something? Mind you, I'm, my husband is not working at the moment. I'm the only person working. We are paying or looking for a new place to rent and paying rent at another place. Right. Right. So I did not have extra money to be giving these people. Right. And she was like, well, you know, if you could help, that would be so wonderful. You know, we did allow you to stay here for a month and I was like, okay, so basically my settlement came through and I paid up their rent, their past due rent for them and paid up their, um, their future rent just because I felt like I owed that to them. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's so kind of you, but like what? At this point. So I started noticing that like a lot of the things that were told to me, and this is what I want people to be aware of, Right. A lot of the things that were told to me while I was in the MLM, it works and Modair about like money, freedom, like time freedom and all that type of freedom was a lie. Okay. Because she had a job. She had to go back to work because she couldn't afford what she was doing. Her husband had a job as well. And obviously either it was not good money, money management skills. Or they really were not making any money at all. And they were just portraying this lifestyle. And I learned that by living with them. And then 
after I, we found our place um, here at the beach, uh, a, <laughs> we, we come to find out that her car was never paid for in full. And it was at risk for being repoed because it had not been paid for oh. in almost a year. That is so sad. And so and deceptive. Like, it's like, I have so many conflicting feelings. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad that she felt like she needed to, like, lie about all of this. But also, like, that's so scammy and scummy and not a good thing to do. And, like, yuck. Like, come on. It's extremely sad and scammy and yucky because I, and that's when I started. So I'm going to tell you, that's when I started, like, like, I was anti, I was anti, like, MLMs. Mm -hmm. Like, it works. Okay. I was not anti MLM, if that makes sense. I went back to being a beach body coach. And well, that's 20- because Modare isn't really a MLM. <laughs> I believe that Modare was an MLM at all. We were social selling. So I quit, I quit Modare. I quit It Works. I quit all of that. And I just became a beach body customer. Literally, that's all I did. And then I decided to sign back up with Beach Body because of all the customers that I was sending to my coach's way. And it was a friend who I had originally um, signed up with years ago, who was actually already a coach and she was actually doing pretty good for herself. Yeah. Because you were sending her all of the customers. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I did that for about another few years and then, and then about 2019, I decided that I wanted to really level up my boss babe days. And I was going to, I, I thought the way that I needed to be able to succeed in Beachbody was if I um, signed up with a, an elite coach, a top coach. And so that's when I signed up with, um, with my elite coach. And uh, I'll just say her name because she is a public profile on Instagram and she puts her whole entire life out there. And so um, her name is Lori, Lori Stewart. And I signed up with her. She was, she was nice. She was sweet, um, relatable and said that she could, she basically just became an top elite coach just by sharing what she loved on it on social media and so I met some friends actually around here at the beach that were also under her which was really weird because she lives in Texas and I became really close with them and I was fully back into the beach body culture for another two years under under her um I did anything she told me to do anything like one point in time she I was trying to be a success starter which means that you have to hit success club for three months in a row your first three months in order to win a spot in a test group for the upcoming like newest program and I I I literally because I did so much spammy messaging when I was in it works I could not bring myself to message anybody like cold message them when I became a beach body coach again, it was so hard. And so at the first two months I was able to uh, sign up like people that were in my former 
downline when I was a beach body coach in 2015. They trusted me. We were good friends still on Facebook. And so, and we went to school together. And so it was easy, right? Yeah. I was able to sign one girl up as a customer. She didn't want to be a coach again. And then I was able to sign up another girl who just basically wanted to be a discount coach because she really did like to beach body and she liked the supplements and just wanted a discount on it. And then I signed my husband up, of course, because that was your, yeah. And um, so I was able to, for the first two months, I was able to hit success club five, right? I was able to hit it. And then the third month came around and it was down to the wire. It was literally the last day. And um, it was suggested upon that if you could not find any customers to sign up, then to go to giftcard.com, buy a Visa gift card, and purchase a total solutions pack under a false customer. And though that way you could get your success club points. No. Also, I want to like circle back to like, um, for Beachbody, um, you have to have a monthly fee, right? Yeah. Like it costs money. So you have to maintain the monthly fee for both your account and your husband's account. And are you buying products under both accounts? Yeah. Yeah. So under my account, I had Shakeology cause that was my automatic 90 PV. Um, you have to have 90 PV in order to be, uh, active as a, on your coach account. And then your, um, your controlled account mm -hmm. you have to have 50 pv and so uh would put the performance pack which was the recover and the energize yep a pre-workout um under him so that was about 140 dollars a month and mine was about 105 dollars a month so that is so between the two of us that's what i paid but i also if you add in another tub of Energize because I did four scoops of Energize a day, not two. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So that's what we were paying monthly. Um, I was still the only income earner in the house. And I was, and my husband was like, Cheryl, do you think maybe you need to cut back on something? And I would always just say, you are not supportive. You are not supporting me. You don't understand. Like, this is my business. Um, we're going to be rich. And I mean, literally anything you can imagine, I was telling him. And I was like, you know, if you're not going to support me, then just don't comment on anything or have any conversation with me about it. Because they tell you that if the hater, like if people don't support you, then to remove them from your life. Right? And that was my husband. So that was hard. I can't remove him from my life. Right. And so, um, so basically circling back to the, uh, the, the, the third month and the visa gift card, the visa dot or the visa gift card that I purchased, I purchased two visa gift cards for a total of one seventy. So taxes would be included. Um, and I enrolled my my lovely dogs, Maya Angelou Spears and Maximilian Spears. No, Maximilian, no, Maya Angelou Cruz and Maya 
and Maximilian Spears as two customers um, for Beachbody. I bought a challenge pack for both of them using the, um, I don't even know where I got the money from. I think it was maybe my tax return. I can't remember. Um, So that's so much money in one month. Oh my God. For so much product loading. Yeah. Are you, are you ready for the kicker? Yeah, I am. Didn't even qualify for the system <gasps> starter. What? She had my she had my dates wrong, and I didn't even qualify. I would be so mad. Were you mad? No, because I was a hundred percent bought in. Right. I was like, you know, and she and her her prize that month was a hundred dollars cash for what you did, like for if you hit success club that month. So I was like, oh, I'm getting a hundred dollars back. Like, so it totally made sense to me. Right. 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 My husband, on the other hand, is the money person in the house. So I'm not paying any attention, even though I'm making the money, I'm not paying any attention to the income. I don't, I don't care. I'm making money. I'm a boss babe. Nobody's going to tell me that I'm not going to do this. Right. Right. And, um, so yeah, I continued down that path for months and months and months. Like I did until this was 2019. So in 2020, I did my taxes because I always do my taxes on TurboTax. For the first time in eight years of being a Beachbody coach or a Beachbody customer, um, I actually got a dub uh, a, a 1099 from Beachbody because I made more than six hundred dollars that year. Right. And I made $1,296. I'll never forget it, right? And um, I had been, there was a list that was sent to us for our taxes of what we could, from our upline, what we could write off on our taxes for our business. Right. And so I was doing it on TurboTax. I was going through the steps and everything, right? And I started noticing that like what I made and what I spent I started noticing it in black and white was completely off right. because in 2019 I was fully in doc. I was fully in. So I was mm-hmm. buying like the, you know, those social media coaches that come on and say, you know, ball saves build your business. You're doing it wrong. I was buying all those cards. I was doing them on payment plans in 2019. I spent almost $10,000 oh, in no. Beachbody and made $1,296 back. That's it. And I saw it. And so this was in 2020. And I started, so I started noticing, uh, so I started like backing off a little bit, right? I started noticing that like in Beachbody, it's not a you problem. It's literally a them problem. It's the way that everything is set up. You are set up to fail. There's, you're paying to play. And I started backing off of that. And one of the girls that was a coach that, live close to me we started having conversations and I was like oh she said I'm gonna cancel my she had um her account her husband's account and her son's account that was all controlled she was like I'm gonna have to cancel like this account because I can't afford that's gonna take me away from emerald I'm not gonna be able to hit those 14 dollar get a 14 dollar um cycle bonus for every 100 tv that you cycle from like your right and left leg um she's like but that's like nothing compared to what I'm spending so I started noticing all these things 
Mm -hmm. And um, I slowly started canceling. Uh, I canceled my husband's account and I lost my Emerald rank. And the one thing is, is that I will say about Lori, I will say this about her. Mm -hmm. The one thing is, is that even if you lose rank, she's not going to stop talking to you. Well, that's okay. Nice. Um, she does. But on the other hand, when you really think about how slimy that everything is, she's really only talking to you to try to build you up yeah. to get back in to your rank. Right. Because okay? if you're still buying, you're still making her money. Yes. And so in my I, opinion, in your opinion and in my opinion, yes. Um, so I, I would attend all the team trainings, you know, I would be the big hype girl. I would share all the, the, you know, morning energized dances. And I really just wasn't a hundred. I was literally starting to come out of, I want to say like, I kind of woke up. Yeah. And I started following uh, this one girl who had left Beachbody and went to Thrive and um, started talking about how it's it's not a you problem. It's a them problem. It's their compensation plan. I was stuck in Beachbody and now I'm the top number one earner, earner here at Thrive and I can help you do the same. So I went to Thrive. Oh, no. I, did. I went to Thrive. And, um, or yeah, Lavelle, whatever it is. And, um, <laughs> I bought the starter pack with them. It's, I did the double starter pack because I wanted Leon, my husband, to be able to do it with me. Right. And I will say, you know, I guess if you don't take vitamins and you don't like have all that B energy, like B vitamin energy flowing through your system, like, yeah, it does work. Right. Because like I said, if you're not doing something, and you start doing something, of course, you're going to see a difference. Right. Right. But what I did start noticing about Thrive is that their patches started literally burning my skin. <gasps> Anywhere that I placed the patch, every day that I would take it off, I had a red outline where the patch was. Oh, my God. Every, every single day. And so I asked my upline, I asked the people that were in the group, I said, and at this point, I'm still a customer with Beachbody, still doing the workouts. I'm just not selling it anymore. And um, so I asked my upline and she said, well, maybe you're just not cleaning your skin correctly. And the, the lotion or whatever, your, your, your body wash, the fragrances are getting stuck in between the sticker, the pat and your skin. That sounds so, like a load of bullshit to me. <laughs> and so I started using alcohol to wipe my skin for everywhere that I put the patch. Did it right? work? No. It was still burning my skin. And so I, she said, well, you have to, you've got to wear it. How are you going to sell the three steps? How are you going to sell the three steps? And I was like, I, I can't. So I continued. I continued until oh finally I had a spot on my foot that was so bad that it was raw. And I was like, Cheryl, you're being stupid. Stop it. Just stop it. Right. So I stopped. I stopped selling. I stopped it. I stopped sharing it. I stopped selling it. I stopped it. And um, 
still a customer with Beachbody. So I was still doing the workouts and I was still, you know, um, I, I was still buying Energize. I, I was refusing to give up Energize and recover because I was convinced recover is what I needed in order to help recover my muscles. And um, I decided to to stop selling Thrive and just be a Beachbody customer. Um, and um, Lori was still my coach because I hadn't switched coaches or anything. And then um, I literally could not tell you how I came across it, but I was I was on TikTok, and um, on my for you page, I found uh, Michelle Fallaby. How do you? I always get it wrong. Spoonie. Yeah, Fallible Spoonie, and it was her TikTok where she said. Um, do at this, if you have ever signed up your pets or something for Beachbody. Yes. Uh, Miss Kitty Carpenter. And I was like, what is, so I duetted it, right? I'm still in the beach. I'm still a Beachbody customer. And, um, then because I duetted that, I started seeing more. And then I went into her TikTok and I started like seeing more. And I was like, what? So this stuff is wrong. Like in my brain, I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like people really are like this. There are other people out there that like basically had some of the thoughts that I already had, but they're not scared to talk about it. Right. Right. And so from her, I went, Actually, she said something about Lula Rich. Mm-hmm. And so I went, and it's pretty much the same as everybody else's like story, right? So I was, I had my new job. I love my new job. So I'm literally not trying to be a boss babe anymore, right? Like I literally loved my, like I love my job that I do now, right? And um, so I think that day I was in training for my new job. And I think we had like a good two or two hours or something that we cut out early. So I um, watched Lula Rich and um, I was like, holy cow. I was in a cult. Yeah. Like Beachbody, the Beachbody was a cult, right? Right. I said, and then I was like, well, was it works a cult? Like was Thrive a cult? Was were they all a cult? And I started looking up videos of, you know, all of those companies. And I started finding like all these anti-MLM creators. And I was just like, and then I would watch. So very, it's very important for people to be able to watch both sides. Right. So first I would watch like somebody that was in it works that was trying to get you to come into it. Right. And then I would watch, an anti-MLM creator and actually talk about what these people are really trying to do. Right. And it started making sense to me because I was like, especially with it works, that was really big for me because I met some people that actually became really close friends and found out that they were really lying about their lifestyle. And so I was like, does everybody lie about their lifestyle? Like, are they all really broke and they they're spending all their money on all these products. And so in um this was probably at the end of 2021 that I started noticing all this stuff 
and then no it was at the beginning of it was it was in 2022 and no it was at the end of 2021 because I was still in training for work and um at the beginning of 2022 I was like I told my husband I was like I'm I'm not going to be a part of any MLM I had also to backtrack a little bit I had found the Peloton app um and because I'm really big like I want to move every single day for 30 minutes and I'm really like I've been so indoctrined with Beachbody my whole entire like for me to just go to the gym and work out like I would just get on the treadmill and run like I have no idea what to do there Mm -hmm. right so I um I had downloaded the Peloton app I can't remember why or how but I had tried the Peloton app I had tried Les Mills because Les Mills had the combat I really enjoyed with Beachbody, they actually have their own application now because they're separated from Beachbody. And so I tried their application, um, their workout programs. I didn't really like dig it because it was way too advanced for me. Um, and started doing Peloton probably last, like in, no, no. In September of 2021, I started using the Peloton app and I started noticing that I liked it more because of the music, because it, it gets you going. And so by January of 2022, I had went on to my Beachbody on Demand app and seen how many times I actually used it last year or that year or last year. And then I went on to Peloton and saw how many times I had used their app and I had used Peloton way more. Wow. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to cancel my, my membership. And, um, I couldn't fully can Well, I had a month left of Beachbody cause I had already did the BOD for a year yeah. and I, my renewal start was in February. So I went in and I said, do not renew, right. cancel it. Um, and so even the last month of it, I didn't even use it. I had, I was literally using the Peloton app because mm-hmm. it was, the music just, you can do it so much better. Right. Yes. Yes. And they don't talk about all the weight loss and rhetoric that like, yeah. When you're working out with autumn, I think it's the worst because the whole time she's talking to you about like her for we gut protocol or at the time it was like ultimate portion fix. And if you don't eat this, if you don't, your diet's a hundred percent what's going to get you the result. Working out is just a small portion of it, you know, and that's continuously through the workout. It's not just at the end. She talks about it the entire time you're working out. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's like absolutely this, terrible. It's like a subliminal message that you're putting through to people while they're trying to work out because she doesn't shut up the entire time. You're, the entire time. Right. She talks yeah. the entire time. And so um, I loved Peloton because they never talked about stuff like that. They yeah. were like, embrace where you're at, love where you're at. So, oh, that's so nice. And that's so, so nice. It really is. And so finally, I canceled everything, and I started. Um, I started anybody that Michelle was following, or is is who I followed. And I started binging your podcast. I started oh, binging. I started binging. Um, Life after MLM. Mm-hmm. I found Aaron Beast's podcast, Beast Mode. Um, I started binging hers. And I want it to be really clear because I'm not 100% sure if I have ADHD, but I can tell you this 
I knew that if I did not throw all my time into listening to anti-MLM content and consuming anti-MLM content, that I was going to fall back into another MLM. And I'm sure that you've heard me say that, that that is part of the reason that I started this podcast because I knew I was, I was the exact same way. I was like, if I don't continue to talk about this and to put this out into the world there, I don't think I'm in that place anymore. But I think that at one point for probably about six months, maybe even, maybe even six to eight months after I got out, I was like, if I don't talk about that, I knew I was going to join Optivia because yeah. I was getting ready for my wedding. My, I had a family member that was doing it and I was like, I could just do it. I like, I knew it was bad, but yeah. I, was like, I could just do it for like a couple months, lose the weight, get it off for my wedding. You know, like I was, I knew yeah. like even less me talking about it right now. And also for, uh, I, I'm actually, this is probably the first time I've said this publicly, um, mm-hmm. because of all of the stuff that I have been through, um, and really Beachbody, it was a really big part of this. Um, I am currently in eating disorder recovery yeah. because of all of my MLM use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk to you about that on one off because I'm, I need to be in some type of recovery for something I I don't I I know that I've always had a screwed up relationship with food and it's not just because of Beachbody or any MLM it's from stems from when I was younger Beachbody just basically just piled on top of it and made it work open to having that conversation online on this I'm open to having it yeah I mean feel free I always say feel free to have boundaries if there's something that's too much um but yeah um that's same for me. My, my parents have always been on and off dieters. I've heard about like my family is uh fair. They're, they're not, they're not twigs. My family, my family's not twigs. They, they are very healthy and, you know, we love food in our family. Uh, we have a lot of jokes about food in our family. So like, that was like my foundation. And then I get into college and I, you know, am on my own and I'm like eating all of these things and, you know, all this stuff, very impulsive because of my ADHD. And then like, that's when my like dieting started was in college and I started dieting and dieting and dieting. But yeah, so finally now that I've been doing this work with everyone, I was like, oh my God, like I have a problem. Yeah. So now I, I have a binge eating disorder um, and I think it becomes from all, I mean, definitely the foundation work from my family, yeah. like love them. I don't think they meant to do anything harmful to me, but um, so that foundation and then the constant restricting that I was doing, the mm-hmm. 1200 calorie diets, the, um, the portion fix, the feeling like I needed to earn food, feeling shame around food, feeling guilt around eating. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And it was really like me getting ready for my wedding. That made me realize how much stuff I had to deconstruct. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I started to realize that I was 
Um, so I was really trying to like not focus too much on the scale. It was really, I was really just trying to maintain my weight. I was like, okay, I just need to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Like, just try to maintain. Don't worry about losing weight. Just try to maintain. Cause I just didn't want to have to pay for alterations for my dress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, if I can stay the same, awesome. If I lose a little bit, not going to be mad. And then I was like, oh my God, even now I'm still, even though I'm trying to not be fixated on my weight, I'm still fixated on my weight. Yeah. And fixated on what I'm eating. And I felt so much guilt because I was like, I can't have this. I can't gain weight. Like I need to stay the same. And like, even at that time, I was still the heaviest at, at that point in my life. I was still that heaviest that I had been at that point. Right now I'm more, more than I was then. And I'm just like, this is, out of control like it was just out of control so eventually I did uh, end up going and finding a new therapist um I had some other stuff going on too Mm -hmm. um but a big reason that I went and found a new therapist was because I wanted to also like be evaluated to see if I had an eating disorder or I definitely had uh disordered eating patterns and I definitely had like eating disturbances that were like not good and like I think that a lot of us have that and we don't all necessarily fit in the boxes of eating disorders yeah yeah and that doesn't mean that you don't have work to do that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go see a therapist it doesn't mean that you're broken society really does this to us and it's yeah. and especially in the MLM space that's why I'm so passionate about these wellness companies yeah because they brainwash us and they they really make us hate ourselves mm-hmm. and I hate that I hate yeah. that I hate that I'm getting like kind of emotional like I hate that I have an Instagram full of women who hate their bodies who have been told over and over again that they're not good enough and that they don't oh my god I'm so sorry everyone but like (laughs) I really care I really care that like we all are not all of us but a lot of us are in these spots because of these companies like it's terrible it is there are so many people that are advocating to shut down these companies and I kind of wish that there was more of a push on the wellness side that's why I love that the snark crew exists and that you guys really go hard on Beachbody because Beachbody is like it's the worst consider it the hub of the because they hit both the exercise and the the food part yeah they try to like do all the nutrition and I know I'm like on my soapbox right now and I'm like crying on my soapbox. <laughs> like, it's so terrible. Cheryl, Danielle, cry. No. <laughs> you know, it's been a bit since we've had a really emotionally charged episode. So I can't go. wait to make the disclaimer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I 100%, like, I feel your passion about it the exact same way. Like, I had, like, I think every single MLM that I was in was geared around weight loss. That's exactly what it was geared around. Yeah. Even the Mary Kay, even the Avon, even those ones that are very much focused on like beauty, Beauty. it still has an underlying, it has the underlying white supremacy. Yeah. 
message of you need to be skinny, you need to be pretty, you need to look a certain way, you need to wear dresses, you need to wear pink, you need to be yeah. put together. It's disgusting. It's so oh. disgusting. And you know, your whole entire story about how you just talked about your your experience like in your life with eating or disordered eating or you know all that is exactly sounds exactly the same as what mine was mine my mom love her she's an amazing woman right and we can all agree that back when we were younger those that's when like the slim fast and Atkins diet oh, and yeah. all that stuff came everything around everything was 100 calories everything. and like I love I love those like snack packs of like small, like portioned little cookies or whatever. I love to know that I can grab a little package of things and like, I'm not a calorie counter anymore, but I'm still a little mindful of what I'm doing and like, just kind of a generalized sense of like, okay, if I'm going to go to the Cheesecake Factory, I know that my calories are shot for that day. So you know what? If I'm planning to go to the Cheesecake Factory, I might just be a little bit more mindful and maybe I'm not going to have a donut for breakfast that day. Right. Probably going to have eggs and vegetables and, you know, that's fine. But that's how it should be, right? Like you, and you shouldn't be able to, like for me, when I was, so I probably haven't told anybody this. um, So you're bringing this out for me. I remember when I was, I know. (laughs) I remember when I was about 12 to 13, 12 to 14, I did a, a reel about this um, because a Beachbody coach was talking about how she was going to put her child on the ultimate portion fix. And um, I can't remember what age I was. It's really slipping my mind, but I was between 12 and 14 and I was a huge skater, like a huge roller skater. I went to the skating rink all the time. I loved it. And of course, when you're a roller skater or any type of activity like that, you're going to have thick thighs. It's just what happens, right? And my thighs were not that thick. Like they're thick now. They were not that thick at 13, 12, 13 to 14. But this boy told me that my thighs were too thick to wear shorts. (gasps) Rude. Yeah, very rude. And um, I remember, and then my mom would tell me, and Dear mom, if you listen to this ever, please don't take offense to this. It's not your fault. Um, but she used to tell me that, you know, what you got to watch what you're eating, Cheryl. One day it's going to catch up on you with you, you know, like that's something that I think a lot of us were told. Yeah. And they were surrounded by it. It was Weight Watchers. It was Jenny Craig. It was Slim Fast. It was Atkins. Like that was what was going on at that time. That's what our parents were seeing. And they were, they were just trying to help us. And now we are all here trying to deconstruct and tell the younger generations, this is not the way. This is not the way. Love yourself every step of the way and your body in every form. And it's going to be fantastic. Yes. It's going to be fine. So after all of that, I I wouldn't say I became anorexic because I would eat, right? I would say I don't even really know how to label it because it's not in my profession. I'm not a professional. Um, But I would eat maybe one meal a day. Yeah. And um, I never force myself to throw up or anything like that um but I would eat maybe one meal a day sometimes I wouldn't eat at all and the only reason that I would eat that meal is because my mom would make me eat at dinner and um 
I don't know how long that went on for, but it went on. I mean, it's still to this day. Like I still do the same thing. Like I've always just, I'm always like, well, I don't, don't deserve to eat breakfast or lunch, you know, like I'll just eat one meal because that'll be all of my calories because maybe I want to eat McDonald's. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why can't you just eat a, a, a sense? Like, why can't you just eat vegetables and eggs at breakfast? And if you want to eat McDonald's, eat McDonald's. Right. Like, but that's not how my mindset works, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've been working with Jen. She's not a nutritionist, Jen B. Yeah. Um, she's not a nutritionist, but she does. She just reminds me, Cheryl, did you eat breakfast this morning? Like, what did you eat? Like, did you eat breakfast? She's literally just saying, did you eat breakfast or did you eat lunch or did you eat dinner? Right. But I do know, I do need to have a conversation with somebody about, about this because I need to deconstruct my thoughts around food and exercise because of these buddies. Um, so for people that are listening that are like, okay, so like, what kind of therapist am I looking for? Um, what I would say, so I, uh, would, I, um, personally practice in the lines of parts work. I'm not trained in internal family systems, but I wish I was, I it's it's on my list, but I would look for someone that, um, is trained in internal family systems or parts work. Um, because so what that is looking at is, um, we all have parts to ourselves. Um, so as I've talked about previously on the podcast, I work, I specialize in dissociative identity disorder, which is why I'm in the parts work mindset, but you you don't have to have dissociative identity disorder to do this and use this, um, theory. So um, we all have parts. So like you have your work self, you have your school self, you have who you are with your family, you have who you are with your besties, you have who you are online. Mm -hmm. You know, we show up in different ways in our life and that's totally normal. Yeah, It's not being fake. This is how it is. That's part of life. Yeah. Um, So what happens is I would think, so for us, you know, we have this part of us, our, our child part, Yeah, that was told growing up, you know, we need to be skinny, we need to do these things. And like, we've told ourselves and conditioned ourselves as that child part to not eat or to restrict or whatever the disordered behavior is. Um, And then you have your part now that's saying, I know this is wrong, and I want to do better. So what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to talk to both of those parts of you. And Um, it's going to be really cool. Also a super plug for this very niche kind of therapy. It's very, very new. Um, it's in the process of like getting studies done for it. It's super cool. I just got trained in it last month. It's called trip therapy, T R I P it's, um, I'm the only person in Massachusetts currently trained in it. As far as I know, um, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, the founder of this like modality is Monique, uh, Shmeet, uh, her, she has a hyphenated last name and it begins with an H, but she's amazing. <laughs> and it's really, really cool. And you're able to like, keep like really pull apart and talk to these two specific parts while you're doing this work. So if you're able to find someone that does trip therapy, that's amazing. I, there are lots of different approaches that you can take, but definitely you want someone who is aware and like, familiar with eating issues and one of the things that people are going to run into is excuse me 
sorry, y'all, I'm recovering from COVID. Um, So one of the things that you're going to run into is there are not going to be a lot of therapists out there that specialize in eating disorders because it is, it's tough work to do. Um, But, you know, looking for people that specialize in brain spotting or EMDR or, you know, internal family systems, uh, I, I don't think CBT is the way to go for eating disorders. Um, it feels kind of, especially for us in the MLM space, like there are, there is a time and a place for CBT and I do practice CBT in some ways, but when mm-hmm. I do like very intense CBT with my clients, I talk about how gaslighty it feels. Oh, okay. Um, you're like saying, so you're like taking this thought that's this like negative thought. Wow. We're really getting deep today, guys. Uh, yeah. You're taking this negative thought, right? And you're saying, how can I change it? How can I make it positive? So for us that have been like so consumed by toxic positivity, CBT feels really icky. Okay. Um, So you're you're definitely going to want to stay away from that. And that's what most therapists are trained in as they get out of grad school. You're going to like a lot of people have some sort of background in CBT and that's fine, but you want somebody that has a little more than that. Um, and like, it's okay to ask therapists, you know, what their beliefs are on like societal norms around food. And like, I had a therapist at one point that recommended that I used Noom. And that was when I was like, Oh no, No, and that was like that was such a big turnoff for me. She didn't really know what it was. She just knew that they like had that like psychological like stance behind it. But I was like, once I I knew that Noom was like a twelve hundred calorie like BS diet thing, Mm -hmm. and they are just like, you know, they're just like everything else. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just trying to take the modern, like, you know, our society right now is very fascinated with psychology. It's very, it's very hip to be into mental health right now. Yeah. It's like a lot of the mental health community loves and hates it all at the same time, because there's a lot of misinformation, misinformation. And a lot of people, like you have the internet therapists that are giving hot takes on things that are very nuanced and somebody will be like, wow, I relate to that. And be like all right I'm gonna take that I'm gonna do that and like apply it to their life and it might not yeah. be appropriate well and that's just like when I said earlier about like I'm not a hundred percent sure if I have ADHD or not like I'm actually looking for a therapist to be able to diagnose me because I have been you know of course you go online you look at stuff and see yeah. who you can relate to and um and it's just like different things that are throughout my day yeah. right I can be hyper focused on And that's the thing that people don't understand. Like, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't want to get too much into it. But I do know that you can just with ADHD, even though you're all over the place, you can be hyper focused on certain things. Yes. And that has to do with a lot of, um, I mean, and that's how I am. Like I can be hyper focused. I can sit here at my computer and I can literally create content in Canva for literally 10 hours and not move. Yeah. Right. But if I'm doing something that does not interest me at all, mm-hmm. I can't sit still for like five minutes. Right, I can't, right. I can't do a schedule to clean my house. I can't, I mean, I can't do anything that I don't find interested. 
Yeah, no, as you were very much earlier on in the episode, I was thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if Cheryl is neurodivergent. And I didn't want to ask because that's rude. Yeah. Um, I, it can be, depending on who yeah. it is, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, so I am not a therapist. I know that this is a very mixed uh, review yeah. from therapists is that they don't like um, people self-diagnosing. I'm not one of those people. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't want you to, like, say it with your chest. Like, go get it checked out first. But, like, if you're, like, self-diagnosing, like, that's how you go and get help. If you don't know that these traits are not typical, how are you going to know to go see someone? How are you going to know that you have a medical issue if you are constantly living with fatigue and pain and you're just like this is how I've always been so it's normal and then you find out one day uh actually most people don't live like that and then you're like oh well I should go see my doctor and figure out what's wrong with me yeah like how would you know that yeah how would you know how are you you had a I think it was you was it you or Roberta had an interview with um with somebody who has ADHD and I listened to it and I listened to your podcast too and I'm just like and some of the things that I hear, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this, this makes sense, right? And one of the things that I did, I read, and I don't know, I, I, do, I don't like to share stuff that I read or listen to or hear because I'm not 100% sure. Right. But I, um, one of the things that I have read is that a lot of people that do have ADHD or ADD tendencies end up getting diagnosed with anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. and treated that route yep. because um and I actually am on Lexapro mm-hmm. for anxiety and I'm like huh. I don't really so, feel like it's yeah. worth, like I mean, and I've been on it for that. a long time yeah. right I've, and so I'm like yeah. something's not right let me speak to that so what happens for a lot of people, again, uh-huh. uh, you know, this is not a blanket statement. Not everyone experiences everything the same yeah. way. But for a lot of people that are have untreated ADHD or unmanaged or, you know, you don't have the, the, the toolbox yet to fully, you know, mm-hmm. work with everything. So what happens is you get this like um, time block. So it's not that you don't know what you need to do. It's not that you don't understand how to do something. It's that you physically can't start it. Yeah. Uh, Especially for an unpreferred task. So I know that I need to clean my bathroom. Yes. I do not like cleaning my bathroom. It has been like the biggest time thing. I cannot get myself to do it. It's not going to happen. So um, what ends up happening is then I get anxious because I know my in-laws are probably going to come over this weekend because we have a wedding to go to, a family wedding. So Mm -hmm. I know that my in-laws are probably going to come over and I'm anxious because I know that they're going to see my dirty bathroom and I don't want them to judge me for that. And then I start to get depressed because how could I not clean my bathroom? It's going to take me 10 minutes to do a basic wash down of my bathroom for it to be okay for somebody to go in there and be like, oh, this isn't disgusting. Like, so you see how that cycle starts. So you get super, super anxious. And then you start to hate on yourself because you're like, how could I not do this? Like, I'm just such a failure. Like, it's just cleaning my bathroom. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 It's, and, 
And I do that. I do this on the daily. It's the weirdest thing because for me, I obsess over working out, obsess over it. And it starts with like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to get my workout in. I'm going to get it out of the way because then if I get out of the way, then I don't have to worry about it. Right. right. And then I, I sleep in. Okay. Sleeping in like I work from home. Right. So I literally can do the workout anytime during the day, as long as I'm not on a meeting. Right. And I still all day, I'm like, no, I just don't want to do it. I just don't feel like doing it. I just don't want to do it. And then I obsess over that all day long. Then I get depressed at the end of the day because I didn't do it. And the cycle just continues and continues. And it's like that throughout my whole entire day. Yeah. Like with just different tasks. Like I'll see the dishes in the sink and I'll be like, I just don't want to do it. I'll ask my kids, do you want to do it? You know, and then I'll feel bad because I asked them to do it when it's literally the easiest task that can be done. And so I started noticing this stuff. Right. And I was like, that is how for me, like, I think one of the reasons that like, I was able to just like quit Beachbody in 2015, right after I had my car accident was because it wasn't something that I wanted to be obsessed over anymore. It was something that I just wanted to, I wanted to be able to do the workout. I didn't want to have to obsess over it. I had my new job that I could obsess over. I could then obsess over Samsung devices and talk everybody out of being Mm -hmm. with Apple and all everybody go to Samsung. Right. And I think that, and I've just noticed those different tendencies that have happened over the past couple of years. And I, to be honest, I was actually diagnosed with it after I had my oldest son Mm -hmm. and I was on um, medication for about three years. And then um, I just convinced myself that I didn't need it anymore Yeah. and never been, and never went back on medication ever again. And honestly, I mean, people probably think, how do you forget stuff like that? But sometimes you just block things out of your memory or right. you just don't remember it. Right? right. And it didn't come up until a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago when I started listening. I, it was either you or Roberta's podcast. We both talk about it a lot. Yeah. And both of you all, and I just started listening and I was like, Cheryl, I think maybe you need to go talk to somebody because this could possibly be what's going on. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's super important for people to understand like mental health in general. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being like on my soapbox about mental health, but I think that people really should. Um, take their mental health seriously because that is also one of the ways that MLMs reel you in because either you do have ADHD and you're hyper-focused and your new obsession and it's something that you can spend hours on, right? Yep. Um, And you become obsessed with and you're like, this is it because it gives you, what is it, that dopamine hit? Yep. And, um, or you're depressed and have anxiety and it's the love bombing in the community that you have the new friends Absolutely. Right. So I do. I appreciate this. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Cole, I just had a therapy session. <laughs> Disclaimer, this is not a therapy session. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the thing is that cults prey on that missing thing in your life. They're looking. That's why cults are appealing people. And I yeah. say this all the time. Who was it? Mike Vinder, I think, said this. 
Um, yeah. We don't join a cult. We join a good thing because they yeah. try to like show us these things that are missing from our life, these communities. And I think that the neurodivergent community is very much susceptible to these things because, you know, if, like, you know, ADHD, autism, you're kind of like a little awkward sometimes. Yeah. So it's a little harder to make friends most of the time. It's a little harder to form community. It's a little harder to reach out to people and feel like you're doing it appropriately. Sometimes, you know, you got mm-hmm. that little voice in your head and it's like, Oh, why did you say that? Like, it, was that weird? I don't know. Um, so like finding these little communities that are like, we accept you no matter what. Yeah. Very exciting because you know, it doesn't always feel like that in like outside of cult mindset. Yeah. 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 You know, one of the, I'm sure you've had your fair share of um, reviews on Apple from people that, you know, one star reviews or negative star reviews. Oh, I or don't look whatever. anymore because yeah, when I get uh, bad ones, I get upset. Uh, because my podcast is so new, uh, I did start looking because I wanted to be able to shout out like the 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 reviews, right? Mm-hmm. And I've gotten quite a few people. One girl said that um, I was just obsessed with um, the reason that I'm in anti MLM and I'm doing the podcast is because um, I was obsessed. I hated the popular girls in school. I was not popular. Okay, projecting. And- Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, like, that's a lot of things, like, just like you said, like, where we try to find a community to to fit into. And I'm here to say, I've never, the one thing about me is I can make friends anywhere I go, like 100%. And I can, when I, and I've always, but I've always been that way. When I was in high school, I was friends with everyone. Were there people that I didn't like? Yeah. I mean, it was not because they were popular, it was because they were shitty people, Right. Right. And that's pretty much how I've always been. If you're a shitty person, I'm just not going to deal with you, right? Um, so it's like um, a lot of those things are projected upon us because they think that we are haters or mean girls or bullies or anything like that. But that's not really what we're we're here for. We're really just here to give people an outlet to be able to talk. That's it. Yeah, right. And give them exactly. information that they're not getting on the other side. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I haven't gotten to listen to it yet. I don't have, I work from home now, so I'm not in my car as much. So I don't have as much podcast time as I used to, but it's on my list. So please tell me like, what is your goal with it? What is going on? I I literally, I literally don't know what my goal is with it, to be honest with you. Like the long-term goal, if you ask me what, what, what I see it in five years, I don't know right? One Hold thing on, I what's do it know, called? People need to know oh, what it's called. Um, it's called Call Cheryl Hun, You're in a Cult. Ooh. Call <laughs> Cheryl Hun, You're in a Cult. Um, I have to give it up to DC because she actually helped me with the name. Um, nice. And and I, I love it because I literally just want to have a conversation with people um, who are in MLMs. Specifically, we do focus a lot on Beachbody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I do have some upcoming episodes. I've had a, one episode about somebody who was improve it. Um, uh, the leggings, Lula Row. I always forget about them. Um, I have an upcoming episode of somebody who was in Octavia and, or Octavia. 
she's probably gonna their names like the so that we're yeah. confused i do that on purpose yeah. and um so my goal for it is this my goal is to allow people a place to be able to have a conversation about what they experienced when they were in their mlm i am not the one to go deep dive into like comp plans or yeah, you know either. anything like that like i'm not the one to do that there are people that do that that are other anti-mlm creators that are wonderful at it i am not the one to do that yeah same i totally agree yeah i just i i started the the main i really wasn't planning on starting a podcast mm -hmm. i started a podcast because a bunch of people kept coming into my dms and telling me their story they kept coming into my dms and they kept telling me like their experience with like Beachbody um specifically it's what a lot of my people in the, on my page talk about right yeah. and then I started seeing like people talking about Optivia about um about Modere about um Monet and all of that stuff and I was just like I need to have a place where people I don't want to do YouTube I hate YouTube yeah like, no offense YouTube don't get mad um I do <laughs> I'm not a YouTuber either upload my my um interviews with people um, if they want to be on YouTube, I'll upload it onto YouTube. So some people like to listen in that avenue. Um, but it's just because, you know, I just don't feel like people are less vulnerable or more vulnerable when you're having a face-to-face -face conversation with them, rather than if you're on a YouTube live video and you have people asking a bunch of questions and sideline or sidetracking everything that's going on. And I want people to be able to feel like we're sitting down, we're two friends, chilling, having a conversation, having a drink, coffee, whatever. And we're able to hash out some of the things that you went through and seeing if making sure you're, it's relatable, right? Because mm -hmm. some people, I remember for me, I thought I was the only person that had these thoughts and experienced these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you get your feelings that are validated because your upline's not going to do it, right? Right you get these feelings that are validated. It makes you, it helps you with your healing process. I'm not a therapist, right? But it I do absolutely know, does. It absolutely do, helps. Yeah. I do know that when you talk about something and you get it off your chest, it makes you feel better. It does. And the cool thing, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. Come back, come back, come back. Um, <laughs> Okay. Well, the cool thing is that, you know, the more that we're able to talk about these things, the more we're able to break the cycle because in MLM, this is what I was trying to say mm -hmm. in MLM, you're told to never be negative. You're told to not ask questions. Questions are shut down. And that's why you felt like you were the only one because no one else around you is allowed to express that. Yeah. Or they're so indoctrinated that they can't tell that they're feeling those feelings. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember feeling a lot of feelings and I pushed them away and I pushed them down and I was like, that's nonsense. Everyone's happy here. Yeah. Like get with the program. And now I'm like, oh, wow. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so that was the, that's the main goal of my podcast. And so as long as people are willing to come on and have conversations with me, um, then I am willing to continue my podcast. Um, it happens every week. Um, and you don't have to just be in a beach body to have a conversation about it. Right. I'm actually, uh, you won't see me post about other MLMs on my page. Um, most of the time, because 
I noticed that people really like, I mean, honestly, it's not the fact that people really like it. It's the fact that Beachbody is so problematic Yeah. that I don't have time to look into any other right. <laughs> MLM. And because I think like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to, so I'm going to lead into this because I really believe that us focusing solely on Beachbody for the past couple months is really starting to make them um, open their eyes. Yeah. Not that they're going to change anything, but I've never been, I've never noticed, like you have a disagreement with like a celebrity online, right? They're not going to block you or you tell them, you know what? I disagree with what you're saying. They're not going to block you, right? Yeah. But I've been blocked by um, Autumn Calabrese. I've been blocked by Joel Freeman. These two people are super trainers in Beachbody, okay? Um, I've been blocked by pretty much every single top coach there is. Um, and it's not because I went after them, right? It's because I simply take what they're saying mm -hmm. on my Instagram and share it with the world mm -hmm. on my Instagram and show what they actually mean. Right. Right. And um, I don't know if that's not a cult. I don't know what is. Right. But I will tell you that because of the fact that they have blocked me and pretty much the start crew. Right. Um, that means that we're we're ruffling some feathers. There's also I got a DM yesterday from just some random person that a Beachbody coach reached out to her and said that my name, my username on Instagram and my podcast username on Instagram and my podcast are going around with Beachbody coaches for people. If you follow us, then you could be blocked. Right. And you know what? That's the best thing that happens. You're going to, you're obviously going to get blocked by some people that are just very much like, okay, yes, I block you. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. 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 But you know, what's going to happen is some of those people are going to go and listen to it. That's what happened uh, with uh, Lauren Goins po podcast episode. Um, yeah. that podcast episode went around, uh, for Rivera and a lot of people listened to it afterwards because they were yeah. told not to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So, um, the, and the episode that I think that got it was my most recent episode with, um, a girl named Liana and I can say her name because she didn't want to be anonymous on the podcast. Yeah. Um, she was actually on a, a top elite coaches, um, team. Uh, Leticia, Leticia is her name. Um, they call her Letty. Um, and she's probably one of the, uh, she definitely has, I don't, I'm not diagnosing her, mm -hmm. but she definitely has all the signs. If you look up orthorexia online and it's really scary. Um, but Liana on the podcast talked about how, um, Letty and Beachbody, um, in the Hispanic community actually focus and prey upon the Hispanic community. Wow. Um, and that pot, that episode has actually been listened to and viewed more times than any episode that I have. And I'm pretty sure that's what's brought it up to a lot of people um, because it does mention somebody who is currently in the top 10, right? Mm -hmm. And is one of the top ones. And so, um, and, and I mean, this is the thing, right? Like you do, my husband tells me all the time, right? I always stand up for, um, for systematic racism and I always stand up for 
black and brown people. And he tells me all the time, he said, you remember when you started speaking up and putting your foot down and not allowing people to, to talk, to say racist things around you? Yeah. He was like, you remember how you lost some friends and you lost some family members? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's exactly what's going to happen here. You know? And he's like, so you have to stand your ground just like you stand your ground with everything else. And yes. so, and that's, um, it's basically human rights. It's yeah. fighting for people to have human rights. Yeah. Well, I need to wrap up because I have another meeting in a couple of minutes. So can can I invite myself onto your podcast so that way we can continue this conversation? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. So where can people find uh, that episode when we end up recording it? Okay. So um, people can find me on, it's call Cheryl Hun. You're in a cult. If you just search call Cheryl Hun, it'll come up on, I believe it's everywhere. Um, but I direct people usually to Apple and Spotify. Yeah, me too. Um, I know it's on Amazon, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but I have, I have two Instagrams. Just go to my personal Instagram. It's uh, it'll direct you to the podcast Instagram. Everything is on both is on both Instagrams, but I use my personal Instagram more. Um, it's it's at Cheryl S Spears. So at C H E R Y L S and then S Spears. So like Britney Spears um, on Instagram. And it will be so, in the show notes too for yes. anyone that yeah got confused yes um yes. and then so can you tell us what your anti-mlmy is my anti-mlmy is 100 to prevent anybody from making the same mistakes that i made for the past eight years that's it like absolutely that's it and to yeah. give you a space to chat yes i have mm-hmm. i i know i said that i have to go but i had one question for yeah. you that i had actually written down um so if you can quickly answer it okay. i would love it so I would like to know, so obviously, you know, one of the things that we talk about in anti-MLM is that not all products are absolutely terrible. Like they're not all garbage and they're not yeah. all perfect. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're, you know, it's, it's, in yeah. between. it's great. Most of them for the most part are all overpriced that I can absolutely. say fairly. Well. Absolutely. But what I want to know is you've been in so like a good handful of these yeah. uh, weight loss MLMs. So I'd like to know what the grossest product was and what the tastiest product was. Okay. So my grossest product was 100% Modair trim. 100% that stuff, the pudding you see on the spoon in TikTok is tastes like plastic. It's disgusting. Do not, do not do it. Um, And my tastiest and still my favorite. And if it was not part of an MLM, I would 100% still get it. Beachbody Energized Lemon. Yeah. 100%. I didn't mind the taste of the lemon of the lemon. The lemon and emmer. Oh my god. <laughs> the lemon number number. I didn't mind the taste of the lemon emmer. Oh my god. That shit. That beach body yellow. Yes. yes. The yellow shit. Um, I didn't <laughs> mind the taste of it, but I didn't feel like it really did anything for me. Um yeah. We uh, in our household subscribe to Legion right now. And if anyone is looking for a discount on Legion, you can use code Nick A. That is my husband's code. And I will put what the discount is in the thing. Um, I think it gives you, I 
think I'm not positive. I should have looked it up, but like, I think yeah. that if it's your first order, you get like a percent off. And if you're continuing to order, I think it gives you more points because mm -hmm. if you order directly from Legion, they have like a points program. Okay. I, I okay. Think. Um, so yeah, we like them. They have a very good return policy. Like if you like kind of similar to a lot of MLMs that you see where they're like, well, if you don't like it, you can return it and you get to keep the product. That's yeah. what Legion does. Like, if you don't like it, you can return it. You get to keep it. They don't care. They want you to be happy. They want you to buy products that you enjoy. Okay. Um. So I really like that. Um. I don't stand by everything that the company stands for, but their products, I think, taste good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you tried Legion? No, I haven't. That is actually on my list. I just wrote it down. Um, yeah. I, I haven't really found a... I was an Alani new person, and then I found yeah. out about. There's a whole Reddit thread on them. So. Oh, you know, a lot of you know it, that's the the tear, right? Is that you know, especially yeah. for us leaving, it, at least they're not an MLM. It's kind of right. like they're you right. know where my line is right now. I'm like, okay, they're not an MLM. So just give me that, right? Like, yeah. it's like, just give me that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, but I agree uh, with all the politics that are involved in the companies, but, um, yeah. but the products are good. I, they are not using proprietary blends at Legion. So like Legion, this is your free advertisement from me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, you can use code Nick A. That is my husband's code. He will be so excited. Okay. Um, <laughs> And he yeah. doesn't like, I, it's not like, um, I don't know. It's like a partnership. So like, I think he gets like points or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, trying to be uh, transparent here about what happens when you do that. Yeah. Um, I think he gets points towards products. Okay. Something like that. So it's not like anything. Look, scary. I will support Nick. 100%. <laughs> He's not in an MLM. He I will support that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I can't yep. wait for it to come out. Um, and I hope that you all enjoyed it. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.